Welcome in, and thanks for joining us for the latest edition of the Delaware Bible Cast, a podcast ministry from Delaware Bible Church. I'm Brad Harris, and I serve as pastor of administration and outreach at Delaware Bible Church. And we are continuing our series of sharing missionaries that are new to Delaware Bible Church. And today we are blessed to have a missionary who was a student here at Delaware Christian School, actually the time I first started working here. And now we are blessed to be able to support her as a missionary. And that is Miss Beth Ann Tobin. Beth Ann, thanks for joining us today. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Well, we are excited to have you, and for those who may be listening in who don't know you or know much about you, if you wouldn't mind, share with us a little bit about your history here at Delaware Bible Church and Delaware Christian School and your family. Sure, I'd be happy to. Um, I was actually born here in Delaware, Ohio, and um, Pastor Marvin Hintz christened me, and I grew up in the church, and I also started attending school here at Delaware Christian in kindergarten. Um, I think it was maybe second or third grade my mom started teaching here. Mm -hmm. Um, My dad has worked here at some point, and my brother and I both went to school here from kindergarten all the way through 12th grade. Um, I was involved with Delaware Bible as well. It was my youth group. You know, I have a lot of friends from this church, and I've had different mentors and just people who have poured into my life along the way. Mm-hmm. So it's really been an awesome experience, and it's cool to have Delaware Bible partner with me in this new ministry as well. Yeah, I remember when I first started here, your mom was a math teacher, yep. and your dad was the lead custodian at the time Correct for a couple of years there. So the whole crew was here uh, at one point there, right? Was, yes. Was with David as well? Yep. Well, I think cool. we had one or two years where all of us were here, and then everybody left for my senior year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was oh, just me. <laughs> just you. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, you are you have been working towards becoming a missionary. Um, I remember even when you were in high school, you shared some testimonies about going to Guatemala, and now you're hoping to, to serve the Lord there. Can you tell us about what kind of started that itch to go there and uh, how basically you got to where you're at now? Sure. Um, Well, I owed it all to my best friend in high school. Um, She had gone on a mission trip to Guatemala, and actually two of my good friends had, and I really wanted to go on the trip, but my family had already scheduled a vacation. So here I am on vacation with my family while two of my best friends are serving, you know, in a third world country, and I'm feeling like the worst person on the planet. (laughs) Um, So right then and there, I was like, okay, next year, I have to make sure that I go. So um, it was on the books for the next year. I was able to go to Guatemala. Um, I served with the children's ministry. And um, when we were down there, I remember they asked us all to share our names and then share how many times we had been to Guatemala. And somebody shared their name and said that it was their seventh, sixth or seventh time. And I was like, oh, I want that to meet me. (laughs) Um, And so now I can say that. Uh, I kept going back on mission trips And then I stayed after a mission trip with another girl in Guatemala. So we stayed for about a month. And then I actually lived in Guatemala for about six months um, after I graduated college. So it's kind of slowly led up to where we are. Um, I didn't necessarily feel the the itch, so to speak, um, for long-term missions until Mm -hmm. about two or three years ago where I just started questioning it and asking God, you know, okay, what do you have next for me? Is is this what you want or is this my own desire? You know, and um, 
yeah, it has come to a culmination of, of him really showing me that, yes, that's what he has for me and me walking in faith as we, as we make, take this next step. So tell us a little bit about your mission board and how you got connected with them and kind of the process you're going through now to become a, a supported missionary. Sure. Um, my mission board is New Life Advanced International. They've sent missionaries all over the world in the past. Um, right now, their missionaries are all in Guatemala. So they have two ministries in Guatemala. There's, um, <clears throat> excuse me, there is the children's home, and then there's also a Christian school that is partnered with that children's home. So I will be serving alongside both of those. Um, and I got connected with them really from a Google search. Wow. Um, like I said, I'd been in Guatemala in the past, and unfortunately there just wasn't a long-term position with um, the work that I had been doing previously. So I was looking, I was like, okay, God, you know, if there's something there, you're going you're gonna to help me find it. So the combination of just the school and the children's home um, has been on my heart for years since my first trip to Guatemala. So I was just so excited to find that something like that actually existed. And then reading their mission of faith, I mean, their statement of faith and just their mission statements, it was so reassuring to just see such a biblically grounded mm-hmm. um, sending organization. So that's kind of how I found them. And then um, it was quite the process as I started to apply to be a missionary. Um, it, it took almost about six months, but okay. here we are. Um, I was officially approved at the very end of December, and now I have started fundraising. I am still working full-time as a teacher, so that takes a good good chunk of my time. But mm-hmm. here and there, I've been able to meet with some individuals and just share about what God is doing and, and what I think He has next for me. So tell us a little bit about uh, what you're currently doing as you're working towards deputation then as a teacher. Where are you teaching at? What are you teaching? And just what are you doing now? Sure. Um, I am a teacher with Washington Local Schools. I am currently an intervention specialist, and I started the year working first, second, and third grade, and now we've had so many second graders that I'm just with second and third grade right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of in the Toledo area. So I'm not super close to home, but I'm still in the not in the Ohio far. area. Right. Yes. Could you share with us when you get to the mission field? Like, what's what are the main things you're going to be doing? What's an average day, as best as you know right now? How what's that going to look like? Well, as we all know, with a school year, things can definitely shake out as we get a little closer. But my hope is to be involved with the school. Um, in the mornings, their school day is a little different than ours. Their school day runs from about 8, 8.30 to about 1, 1.30. Um, so in the morning, I will work with the special ed department, whether that be kind of shadowing and assisting specific students or working with a class of students. Um, like I said, we'll see how that shakes out. Mm-hmm. But then in the afternoon, a lot of the kids in the home have big gaps in their education, so they have year- years of lack of exposure or whatever it may be. So I will work on tutoring and kind of catching them up in different areas and just spending time with the kids and enjoying sidewalk chalk and mm-hmm. all the fun <laughs> soccer, stuff of course. <laughs> yes, all those good things. So um, with that, are you going to be able to be serving with the other missionaries as part of your board or how does that work? So I'm a I'm sent by New Life Advanced International, and there are other missionaries as well who are from that sending organization in Guatemala already. 
So it's great because two or three of the missionaries have gone through the same process that I'm currently going through about three to four years ago. So mm-hmm. it's still a little fresh for them. They're still familiar with the visa processes and the paperwork and just all of those things that are a little complicated. So gracious, grateful to have that. I know it's early on in the deputation process, but do you have like a time frame of this is when I'd like to be over there or a time frame for that? Yes. Um, the timeline is August. I do not have. Oh, any. already? Okay. Yes. <laughs> I do not have a specific date set or my bo- my uh, tickets booked quite yet, but I'm just walking in faith and knowing that God will provide and uh, working towards that August date. Amen. So as we've chatted with missionaries here on the podcast, we've talked a lot about the major difficulties that they have experienced, um, particularly over the last couple of years with the COVID-19 pandemic, but any other major trials as well. I know that you, as you've served, it's been uh, from time to time and you haven't been able to be there full-time long-term yet. But could you share with us uh, over in Guatemala things that you have seen regarding COVID-19, any trials or struggles that you've seen there or that has made the process harder for you as you're figuring out next steps towards being a missionary there? Well, God was definitely gracious in how he maneuvered all of his timing. Um, I actually came back from living in Guatemala in December of 2019, just a few months before everything changed. Mm -hmm. Um, And I also was able to go back. Um, I was actually planning to do all of this a year earlier. So I was hoping to go back in 2020 over the summer and kind of tour some other missions and see a bunch of different places and then decide hopefully a a place that would be a long-term option. So everything kind of got pushed back a year, but I was able to spend three weeks in Guatemala this past summer and and spend a week with this new organization. And um, I was able to see kind of the impact that COVID has had in Guatemala. It's already a country that struggles with poverty Mm -hmm. and um a lot of people are often working for jobs and so some of my friends lost their jobs um also the ministry that i had worked with in the past had to change a lot of what they did they provided meals and tutoring and services for kids so they did a lot of home deliveries um they did a lot more bulk food items to provide like groceries for families so lots of changes um as i was there i was able to be a part of a church service again and kind of start to see things bounce back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I know they're, they're continuing to do so. So that's encouraging. So when you go to Guatemala compared to growing up and living in Delaware, Ohio, what are some of the differences that you see with the people there or culturally than you would see here? Well, they're a lot less concerned about a lot of things okay. <laughs> that we worry about. Um, something that always strikes me as funny is, most people in Guatemala do not speak English. Mm-hmm. Some do, but they will wear shirts that have English on them and have no idea what they're talking about. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm sure that could be fun. <laughs> oh, it's very interesting. Um, one time somebody had like a something about Santa Claus on in, you know, July. Mm-hmm. Whereas we would worry about that and be like, oh my goodness, you know, I this doesn't fit the occasion and the time of year, whatever it is. And they're like, it's a shirt. Mm-hmm. We're wearing a shirt. We're good. Um, so just how they think about different things and where their priorities lie is a little different. Um, also they're from my interactions, I have been so welcomed, Mm -hmm. even though I know I see things differently sometimes, but, um, they're a very relational 
group. Um, they, they accept people with open arms. They want to get to know you. They want to talk to you. They'll talk to anybody. Mm-hmm. So if you wouldn't mind, uh, share with us your personal testimony. But with that, you've talked a little bit about how God has led you to the mission field. But as, as we've been talking through this, one of the neat things through the conference that we've seen is how God has worked through Delaware Bible Church and Delaware Christian School. And uh, now we've been able to support several missionaries that have been associated with either our church or our school ministry or both. And that goes into what we spent several podcasts on with our Building for Future Generations Capital campaign. So would you mind sharing your personal testimony and God working through DBC, through DCS as well during that time? Definitely. Um, As I mentioned before, my family, my parents, um, were both Christians, have spent time in the church and were both attending Delaware Bible um, when I was born. So they were great examples of just leading me in faith, um, prioritizing and how they spent their time and their energy. Um, I remember, I think I was four, um, there was a Sunday school lesson around Valentine's Day that just really talked about Jesus' love. And I went home and I went into my parents' room and I asked, you know, I was like, okay, how do I accept Jesus into my heart? You know, Mm -hmm. some of the terminology was a little lost on me, but the the concept and who Mm -hmm. Jesus was um, made sense. And so I prayed right then and there to, you know, have Christ be my savior and accept what he had done for us. And from that point, um, like I said, I attended Christian school and while Christian school has so, so many benefits, I, I definitely think I got into that mindset of there are rules Mm -hmm. and there are specific ways to do things. And I lost a little bit of that love for people and, just that mindset that Jesus came to love first and to serve first. So at the end of high school and through college, kind of focused on redeveloping that just love for other people and loving them first and then moving towards, um, you know, sharing Christ and moving towards changes in life. So that was definitely a big change for me and something that I'm very grateful that God used different people in my life from Delaware Bible, from Delaware Christian, um, you know, as I moved into college, different people to bring about those changes and really make me who I am today. And hopefully I'll continue making changes to become more Christ-like. That's good. All right, let's shift gears a little bit and just talk about Beth Ann and things that she enjoys uh, outside of teaching, outside of uh, heading to Guatemala here in just a few months. But uh, what are some hobbies and things that you enjoy doing for fun? I like to hop around a little bit, but it all comes back to art usually. Mm-hmm. Um, Mrs. Price is my art teacher all the way through, and she opened, she taught us lots of different things. Like we used linoleum and we used all kinds of different um, materials. So I've gotten into embroidery, mm-hmm. I've done some painting. I like to just move things around the house a lot. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you'd quite call it decorating, Interior but. Design. Yeah, yeah, I don't think I deserve that title, but (laughs) I like to change it up, and it all has to do with just creating more inviting spaces or giving gifts. Those are things that I enjoy. I remember uh, as you were funding uh, for some of your mission trips to go to Guatemala, you were selling art that you had designed, and that was uh, was a really good way to get you part of the way through to go to there, right? Yeah, and it's it's been so sweet because 
I don't remember every painting that I've ever made, but Mm -hmm. even just being home for this mission conference, I've had two or three people come up to me and be like, I have your painting, you know, right by the sink. And every time I see it, I think of you and I pray for you. And it's just awesome, you know, that they continue to care about me, even Mm -hmm. if I'm not visually in front of them all the time. Wonderful. So... You, as you're coming in here, uh, I'm sure there are people listening that uh, either are DCS folks or folks that are thinking to themselves, maybe through the conference or personally, you know, I'm really interested in missions. Maybe they're like yourself, they're out of college, they've been working for a few years, but trying to figure out next steps. Um, They're just interested in, in getting out there and maybe it's Guatemala or somewhere else and seeing how the Lord could use them on the mission field. What advice, what resources would you share with someone who's listening, who's interested in, in similar missions work to what you're talking about? That's a great question. Um, I think my first piece of advice would just be to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, even in, in the times that I wasn't able to go to Guatemala, I kind of looked around me and I was like, okay, I can't go to Guatemala, but I need to do something. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to be involved in service. I want to be involved in outreach. So... You know, if you're a part of a church, connect with that church first, especially if you're part of Delaware Bible. Um, they have a number of ministries that they've connected to. Um, there's, I went first to Guatemala with a, a ch- different church, mm-hmm. um, but there are lots of opportunities just in Delaware, different food banks, whatever it may be. Try different areas of service, different areas of ministry, and kind of see where you get acclimated and where you kind of fit in best and then continue to pursue that passion. Um, New Life Advanced International does do trips. They do um, small group trips to Guatemala. There are lots of agencies that do similar things. Mm -hmm. Like a short-term trip. Yeah, a short-term trip. Um, So it might start with a week. You know, it might turn into something else. Or if not, you got the opportunity to experience a new culture and love on the people while you're there. If people want to specifically contact you, maybe they're more interested in, you know, receiving a newsletter or finding out more specifically about what you're doing, could you share an email address with us that they could connect with you with? Sure. The best way to get a hold of me is B Tobin, which is T O B I N at N L A I dot org. So that's the email sent up by my sending organization and that's what I'll be continuing to communicate with now and when I'm in Guatemala as well. Bethann, do you have a favorite Bible verse or passage of scripture that's been especially meaningful for you in your walk for the Lord? Um, I do, and it has a little bit of a backstory. Um, I actually, I'm a little embarrassed to say this, but I just realized the other day that my favorite verse is actually a part of the Great Commission. Mm -hmm. It is verse 20. So at the very end of it, it says, to the ends of the age. Mm -hmm. Well, the version that I had years ago said to the ends of the earth mm-hmm. and or to the ends of the world. And I think I had a little bit of a misunderstanding of what it was actually trying to say. But the meaning that I took from it was, you know, regardless of where I was, you know, God was with me, whether it was in Guatemala, where it was Toledo, whether it was Delaware, Ohio, home, wherever it was. And then this verse has just grown in meaning over the years. Um, it grew into the meaning of me realizing that it wasn't just for me it's for everybody in Christ so for my kiddos that I wasn't with anymore God was with them wherever they were too even if I didn't know where they were so 
this verse has just grown so much in meaning and now realizing like I said a little embarrassed that um is so part of the great commission also it just kind of brings it full circle mm-hmm. and just points back to how God has been faithful and um providing along the way last question for you for today how can those who are listening in pray for you as you start this major transition coming up here at the end of the summer Definitely. Um, I would definitely covet your prayers. There's a lot going on in life and um, definitely prayers for balance. That's always something that can be a difficult at changing times, um, kind of to balance the time that I have left here in the States, you know, with the people that I love and care about here and the work that I have to do here. And then also balancing just thoughts and preparation for the future in Guatemala. Um yeah, that's, that's my biggest prayer right now. But also, um, as we've mentioned, COVID did hit hard in Guatemala. So praying for the people of Guatemala and the specific ministry that I'll be teaming with. Um, like I said, they have short-term mission teams coming, and they're kind of restarting things. They're mm-hmm. hoping to be back to in-person learning, things like that. So just pray for them to be able to bounce back and um, resume ministry as well. Wonderful. And we'll be praying for those things. And for those who, as you're listening in, uh, Beth Ann and I are recording this during Missions Conference, but this is being released after Missions Conference. So one of the really cool things going on at the conference is kind of to cap things off tomorrow at the end of our 1045 service. We are going to, the elders are going to be commissioning Beth Ann as she uh, goes on towards full-time gospel work. And so that is going to be March the 27th, and I would encourage you to go back on YouTube, to go back on the church website, and look for that service, and look right at the end of it. Listen to the whole thing, because it's a great service, <laughs> but check out the end there where we're able to commission Beth Ann, and be, please be praying for her ministry as she heads to Guatemala here at the end of the summer. Beth Ann, thanks for joining us again. Thanks, everyone, for listening in. Hope that you have a wonderful week. And we're going to share another great missionary family with you next week. And we're looking forward to that. Have a great week. 